Welcome, and thank you for listening to Optics in Action, where we showcase leaders with vision and clarity. My name is Ryan Weiss, founder and CEO of EPS. Our team is focused on enabling companies to align people and process for increased revenue, profitability, and scalable growth while reducing the frustrations of your employees and customers. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. Let's get to our next guest. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Optics in Action, where we've got an amazing leader today as a guest. We've got Daniel Brown. He's an executive leader, and he helps organizations with creating dramatic results and dramatic growth results. So Daniel, I'm excited to have you on this episode today. Looking forward to a great discussion about why, what, and how you create value and um, and uh, and sharing that with our audience. So welcome. Thanks for having me, Brian. I appreciate yeah. it. I, I'm excited to have you. I've known you for, uh, for a few years now, although we have some common history that goes way back and we probably won't get into all the details of that, but, um, but we've known each other for several years now. And, uh, and I, I think your, um, you know, your stories of being an, an executive who's helping in a wide variety of industries in paperboard and packaging and technology, you've got some great, uh, great stories to share and, uh, yeah, with our audience. So, well, let's. I like to start a little bit with the why. Like, why do you get so excited about dramatic growth and being an executive leader and and being a leader of team? What? Why? Why do you do the things that you do? Great question. And uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that I, I think we figure out over time. But I would say, by my nature, I love to create new outcomes. And so I'm very, just very much forward thinking. That's, that's what I like to do, create something new. But I also have a strategy background that provides the path to get there. So that's where I've always been as a professional, you know, ever since I got out of college, I would say the thing that has put all of that on steroids is a love for impacting people. And I would say that's something that I've I've uh, grown into as I've matured over time. Early on, it was just all about the results. I love creating results. And over time, I realized, wow, I'm impacting people. And oh, by the way, when I'm engaged in helping the people, you get even, you know, your your results multiply. Yeah. So it's a, a multiplier effect. So that's that's kind of it. And so. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that answer. And I think I, I look back on my career and I think very early on, it was all results and metrics and they. And and those things are important. Like I, I don't think you know I don't think we want to like minimize them to the extent that results don't matter. Clearly, we have to have profit and we have to have you know cash flow in order to accomplish the things we want to do. But that impact of being a leader and impacting others, it, the the purpose I think that you were communicating that that purpose drives us to um, to grow and and it gives it some bigger meaning than than just hitting a metric. For the, for the sake of hitting a metric. Yeah, and I'll, you know, I'll build on that briefly. The, uh, you know, one of the most important things I've seen, because I've seen a number of different business scenarios where there's a pure opportunity for growth. And then in other situations, it's, you know, more about a turnaround or, or coming out of a challenge. There's nothing that impacts people more positively than growth. 
when a team is working towards something better, some sort of improvement that they can get engaged in. Wow. I mean, that's that's where you can not only create results, but you get people excited. They want to be there. And, you know, as you know, in our uh, current business world, I mean, having engaged employees, uh, it's a multiplier effect, if not an exponential effect. So, oh, a- absolutely. So tell, tell me a little bit about that, because that that is an area of that's an area of passion for me as well, is the the lack of employee engagement um, can really deteriorate the results of a business. It's not, it's not always easy for the finance people to make that direct connection is like employee engagement equals what ROI, but employee disengagement has been a really big challenge, I think, for organizations over the past several years. So what are some of the things or how do you go about in, engaging employees and, and getting employees, um, you know, really working together to, to accomplish something great? Wow. You know, another, I hate to keep saying great question, but it it can be so complex. My, my mind wants to jump to one simple answer, which I'll get to it's collaboration, right? It's engaging people, but I'm going to, I'm going to pull back from that. And I'm going to start a little earlier. You got to build trust first. And if you don't have a foundation of trust and there's a bunch of things that go into that as a leader, and that's, that's both, you know, leadership to employees, that's peer to peer. It's all over the place, but it's, you know, number, and again, there's a bunch of elements of that, but the number one thing is consistency, being a consistent individual that they see you doing the same things. They see you backing up your word. That's something they can buy into. Um, But once you have that, that trust, I'll give you an unconventional one. You have to allow a certain amount of conflict because ultimately you're trying to get to the, 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 I'm going to use a, maybe a slightly different word. I, I learned it, you know, probably 10, 15 years ago, simple word, but has a lot of meaning to me. And that's, that's enrollment. When you enroll somebody in, you're giving somebody the option of choosing. And once they choose, if they choose positively, if they choose to engage you, you've gotten so much more of their heart and their mind um, versus when you tell somebody to do something. So enrolling somebody, so you have a foundation of trust, you enroll somebody and you allow a certain amount of conflict. I would call it creative conflict. Because if you don't allow somebody to disagree, they don't have an opportunity to enroll. And so that that's the starting formula. I could go you know, further, but to keep that short, man, once you enroll somebody, now you have their heart and mind. They're engaged in an outcome and the actions to achieve that outcome. Yeah. I, I think that healthy conflict that you shared, I think it's uncomfortable sometimes. It's uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable for people, but um, but. I started really thinking about the relationships that we have in life that we genuinely care about and that genuinely create good outcomes. Um, and uh, and I think we could talk about everything from our marriages to relationships <laughs> with our children to anything, right? That we the, the relationships that we care about in life and the things that we have a real vision and clarity and, and goals of achieving in life, we're willing to have healthy levels of conflict. Now, there's no doubt that sometimes that conflict can get unhealthy, but but having healthy conflict with our spouse, with our with our children, with our parents, with our like, the conflict is a natural part of life. And when we genuinely love the people we're around and we have a common shared purpose, uh, I think we we find ways to manage that conflict 
to deliver a result. And uh, so I love that you bring that up because true, true collaboration requires some level of conflict and some level of disagreement. If, um, if there's none of that, then you may have sort of a dictator and, you know, just minion sort of relationship. And that may not give you the results you want. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen papers and studies on that where you ended up there. You know, at best, you're getting maybe 60% of somebody's capacity when you're telling them what to do. And of course, you know, I, I'd say one of the, the key aspects of business is engaging more of that heart and mind. So you can take that up to, you know, you're probably never going to get 100%. There's always going to be some level of distraction. But if you can take that up to 85, 90% by truly engaging people, wow, you know, you're unleashing potential of an organization. And and I, oh, I love the way you articulated that in terms of, that that certain amount of healthy conflict or challenge. I mean, it's being willing to tell people in a respectful way, of course, because you know you're trying to to engage the them in a listening way. But when you can tell them the hard things, the things that others are reluctant to tell them, you're introducing an entire new set of, of possibilities for folks. Whether that's a business idea, you know, a CEO or a board does not want to hear about, or whether that's I, I even think of employee conversations where you're having a performance review. If you don't give somebody the opportunity to address a challenge or an opportunity, well, you failed them. You're not you're not caring about them. If you really want to engage them in a way where they can be more successful, you have to be willing to to share those, you know, harsh truths in a respectful way. In a respectful way, I, yeah, I I really appreciate that. So so as you think about the the you know, I, I'm curious, right? Like as as you look at your your past experiences, like in packaging and paperboard and technology and, you know, across a wide range of experiences, what, what are some of the, are there some things that you learned that you can share about um, the intersection of technology and people and process and, and, uh, and how that delivered results or how that delivers results for, uh, um, for people? Uh, ties ties right into sort of if, if when I look back on my career, it ties right into what I've done. If you know, going from an insight, what's going on in the industry, what's the opportunity we can seize? Your piece, what you just articulated, people in process, that's the middle piece for me. That's aligning an organization, you know, to achieve an opportunity and then creating results. So very much the way I think about my skill set and my impact across my career. I'll give you to address that directly. I'll give you two completely different scenarios where uh, the intersection of people, process, and technology was critical to the results. You know, one scenario in in uh, paper and packaging in my past, coming into a business that we thought had the potential to grow. I come from a strategy background, strategy consulting. What is the market opportunity? And you had a bunch of people trying to chase, you know, growth in a market where there was plenty of opportunities, but you had to, you know, one, have product development folks that, you know, know how to create things, want to create things. They like to experiment. You have a manufacturing organization. High, we're talking about a high continuous process environment um, where they, they want to, they want to, they want to make products over and over. They don't want the introduction of a lot of changeovers and I'll give it, you know, all the way over to salespeople and then into the market. You know, all those folks have different needs. Yeah. So the one thing that unites it all is creating a process, basic strategy process. What are, how would you categorize market demand? 
What are the product categories? Well, what would our product look like? And so once you create this process and you document everything, you have an opportunity for alignment. So I'm kind of giving you a strategic or commercial excellence example of once you create that documentation, the process, the pieces that come together, you have an opportunity for all these parties to align on something that makes sense for them, makes sense for manufacturing, makes sense for the, the scientist who wants to create the product, makes sense for the salespeople and the customer. But I'll give you a completely different scenario in technology services. Um, so I'll kind of give you a scenario, but but when I came in as COO of an organization in technology services, the dramatic opportunity or one of the dramatic opportunities that was available is we were enrolling new customers, but not signing up for ongoing service plans. Mm -hmm. So these service plans became the foundation for a SaaS program over time, but initially it was just a service program. We have an ongoing maintenance of service and support, but literally at the time I came in over the last few years, somewhere between 50% and two-thirds of the new customers were falling off. They were not even being enrolled in new service plans. And so, and, and why was that? It was because the people were overwhelmed, chasing too many things, and there wasn't a detailed process that held it together and made sure the handoffs occurred. And so, uh, you know, the opportunity there was to create a process, create a handoff between one role and the next in a system where we could hold people accountable and we got results. You create metrics, you measure it, you organize the folks and you have a process to track that and to do the handoffs. Well, lo and behold, over, you know, the next approximately 24 months, we moved those enrollments we up to you know over 75 you know all of our installed base from under 50% to over 75%. We doubled sales of current yeah. partner current customers. So there's a number of outgrowths, but it's this these handoffs between roles, different functions that get overwhelmed, create leakage in your process. So, yeah. Those are really interesting that you bring that up. So uh, this this episode probably won't publish for a few, you know, a few weeks out, but the optics word of the week that I've been sharing this week is the word of focus and uh and I think this this concept that you just shared really strikes me. The the ability for people to focus on doing something that they need to do to move the ball forward and we're kind of in the end of football season right now but but uh, but people need to be able to focus if if people if our team is not able to focus they're not able to complete the tasks that they need to do but we need to think about that what you just described this context of working across departments and across you know with with customers and and onboarding customers and looking at you know services and, and recurring services all these things that, that need to happen for a system or an organization to function, mm -hmm. each person within that organization needs to be able to focus on what they need to do for the system to work. And uh, and I think you also then shared those handoffs. So, so you got this system going along, you got a bunch of people that are working within that system and having clear expectations of handoffs between the people and the processes um, and, uh, and so my next question was going to be, you know, how do you make this link? Because I know you've got a lot of history and strategy and strategic, um, planning and strategic, you know, development, strategy development. Um, and then there's this execution that has to happen, this 
coordination or, or symphony of kind of activities that need to happen. So how do you drive um, this strategic planning, strategy, development to deploy into execution? What are, what are some of your thoughts on de that deployment, that sort of link between strategy and execution and how that needs to work? Yeah, well, I'd say that's a relatively simple question. It's it comes down to what are I'll you know you can use different words, but I'll use strategic initiatives. What are the handful? The you know there's there's not a magic number, but there's a too many and there's a too few. Somewhere between let's say four to eight strategic initiatives for an organization. Um, again, you you don't want to you don't want to make that too big so it dilutes the focus. But once you have those initiatives, they're, they're key efforts. They involve multiple, usually multiple people across, across different functions. Then they can house project plans. You can have your, you know, pick your, your metrics. I've used a number over the years, whether it's KPIs, OKRs, you know, in the old days, balanced scorecards. There's any number of tools, but once you have the actions laid out, that address these strategic initiatives and opportunities and you have people accountable and you measure the results. You know, one, one thing that's kind of like on the, just on the edge of our conversation is, you know, people, I, I would describe it this way. People want to succeed. And if you give them the simple road map and the, the playing field, you kind of use the football analogy, you know, what is the game we're playing? That's the strategic yeah. initiative. You know, or you might say it's the strategy and then there's plays and the plays within the game are the strategic initiatives. But 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 either way, you have some structure for that. You have some definition. There's a rules. There's an objective. You know, what are we trying to accomplish? We're trying to get to, you know, at minimum, we're trying to get to the first down or we're trying to ultimately trying to score, ultimately trying to win the game. Yeah. You, there's a context and a set of rules. Well, that's that's for me what this alignment process, the focus is. Because now you're engaging people and they're they're not, you know, I'll use a slightly different analogy. You don't want people sitting on the bus going along for the ride that's trying to get to some destination. You want people figuring out, all right, how can we make this thing go faster? How how can how can we get farther or you know in business, you know, elevate yeah. results? Um, that's where it gets fun when the people aren't sitting on the bus for the ride. They're trying to figure out how to drive this thing faster, how to get the engine to, to push harder. Yeah. That's, that's what's fun. That's yeah. So what, you know, so some of what you just shared there. So I got outside. Of, so anybody who's watching on the, uh, on the, on the camera right now, will uh, we'll be able to see this. Right. So I, I moved this out of the way earlier. Right. But, uh, but, but the thing that I, that I've been talking about this week is this, is, is focus. You can see up hanging up on the wall back there's a uh, a magnifying glass and I've got a, a telescope right and I think I think this is this sort of zoom out like look at the the moon right if um, for at the strategic level you got to look at it from a very big picture and you might use the telescope to think about that and then you see up on the wall the little magnifying glass it's like but each person right in order to make some discoveries about the moon. Each person needs to have a magnifying glass to focus in on their part of the the overall process, and um, and so you can learn something about your system from both a telescope and a magnifying glass. You learn different things, but enabling the people at the right level in your organization to focus on the things that they need to focus on in order to be successful, I think is. 
is is critical. If, if I'm here, I don't want to put too many words in your mouth, but but that's what I heard and extracted from some of the things you just shared. Did did I hear it in the right way, or was I yeah like, way kinda, out in the field? I'm kind of smiling here because I feel like you've been in more of my recent conversations than you have. <laughs> but, but that but you just described the way I just. I mean, for me, that what you just described, you know, there's the, I'll call it that's that's leadership because. Um, someone who's able to 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 pan out and see that broad picture, that that opportunity, because ultimately what drives business, right, is is demand. There's an, a need, and people have the opportunity to fulfill that need. But but you know, as you transition, I kind of built it into three steps. There's identifying opportunities, aligning organizations, and executing for results. Obviously, you can't stay wide and execute for results. You know, wait, wait, so, wait. Tell, tell me those tell me those three steps again. Those are really opportunities. Identify opportunities, align organizations, align organizations, and then execute for results. Execute for results. I I love it. You you well, I think I I've shared with you a little bit about the optic system, the the system that we're using with clients, and, and it, yeah, it, I think it follows those three things. We've got a five step process, but but those three things are are critical. Yeah, to that purpose scope and gaps that starts like what's the purpose why are we doing this what's our scope what are the gaps that we know like you know we have to identify those opportunities then we do this cypoc and qvs right the little acronym things but but the concept is aligning and then the action plan and job breakdowns that that enable you to do those things so so Absolutely. yeah, maybe, maybe we've been hanging out in a, in, a, in each other's heads a lot the last few weeks. <laughs> but but the interesting thing is that concept can you know it can can be effective everywhere from high level strategy, all the way through to you know the details of an operation of of getting results. You know whether I gave the example of you know enrolling customers after a system deployment, but any number of of more transactional or executional items, but it applies at all levels. But, yeah. but back to that focus, man, when you're going to, you know, I start, you start out like this, I'll blur the opportunities, but if you're not, if you're not putting a fine edge, I mean, we all know, like, you know, there's a reason that a knife's edge is fairly thin, right? It's going to cut a little more sharply or, or an arrow, you know, you don't see blunt arrows. <laughs> you see them with a very, depending on the purpose, a very sharp tip, right? Yeah. And so that's what you need once you go to execution. You know what you're trying to accomplish and in, and hopefully you have a process and structure to accomplish it. And then you have the measurement because that's yeah. what ties it all together. Yeah, this this has been a, a really outstanding discussion, Daniel. I, I sincerely appreciate that you made the time today to come on Optics in Action to where we spotlight leaders with vision and clarity. Folks like you, who have this vision, who have clarity, who who see and have a, a key process like that for um, for really driving results and uh, and leadership as well. Like your your care for people really came through. So uh, so how do people get a hold of you? How can people contact you if they're interested in learning more, connecting, and uh, and collaborating? Sure, probably the best way, uh, Ryan, is is just through LinkedIn. There's a lot of Dan Browns out there, by the way. My name, I go by Daniel Brown, but there's a lot of Dan Browns. So if you put Daniel Brown and one extra word, growth, you will definitely find me. You can Google that. You can go directly in LinkedIn, but Daniel Brown growth, you will find me. Fantastic. And we'll make sure to get that in the show notes and stuff when it gets published. So thank you again, uh, Daniel, for being on Optics in Action today. 
And, uh, and I'm sure our audience is going to learn a lot from just thinking through some of the things that you shared today. We appreciate, I appreciate it, it, Ryan. Love, love what you're doing. Glad, glad to be a part of it. Thank you for listening to the Optics in Action podcast. If you are interested in the podcast, we welcome you to subscribe on your preferred platform, follow us on LinkedIn, or learn more at epsoptics.com. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. This is Ryan Weiss thanking you for listening to Optics in Action.